Father, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for truly, Father God. We thank you for all your goodness, Lord God, and your mercy, Lord Jesus, and your joy, God, Father, that given us, oh, Father God. We thank you, Father God. And Father, we lift up to you, Sister Susan, Lord God, as we preach you, Lord God. May your double anointing be upon you, Lord Jesus. May we words be spoken unto her, Father God. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Open our hearts, open our mind, our spiritual ears, Lord God, that we can listen, oh, Father God, to your words, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, good evening. I praise the Lord. It's nice to be back. Amen. Yeah. So, New Year. Wow. Are we even excited when New Year comes? Or some of us think, Oh, same, same. <laughs> right? But did you know that you can make your best life this year? You can make your best life. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So uh, every new year, we hear something about the plans, the plans people make for a changed life, right? Every year, every year. But we um, we concentrate on those uh, failed plans for some people, and it's it, it, it's 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 true. It's true that. You know, people fail, fail on plans that they make for the new year. That is true. That is true. But why don't we focus on those people that have succeeded attaining, you know, their goals for the new year? For the new year. Isn't that encouraging, right? And then when we focus on those successful people who plan their, their, their new year with something uh, changed in their life, uh, when we focus on their success, we then can be encouraged. I can do that too, right? If he can do it, I can do it too. Amen? Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about this evening. And uh, I pray that this message moves us closer to our relationship with Jesus Christ, that it will encourage us. That it will encourage us. So... Um, the past year was hard. And we all know that. For us, not, not, I'm not talking, you know, not just individually, but for us, as a church. Some of us, you know, 
we feel like we uh, dropped the ball. We feel like, you know, there's no more hope. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, there is hope. Amen. There is hope. We can experience a closer relationship with Christ and the best life is possible when we keep first things first. First things first. So I give a shout to all of us servants of the Lord Most High. You know, um, the Lord has been speaking to you about the church, about the church, about how we can contribute to the growth of the church, how we can serve in the church. I, I give a shout to these people who are here, you know, when the door is open. The door is open. And to, to just be here and have the desire to learn more of the Word of God. I give a shout to these people, to these people. And I believe the Lord knows, the Lord knows our heart. And I believe that this year the Lord is speaking to each one of us. And He has a word for us. He has a word for us. So who doesn't want a successful life? Everyone wants that. There's a lot of books there. People are buying um, steps to be successful, steps to be victorious. This is what you're going to do and all these things, right? So how can we make sure that no matter what comes our way, in 2024, we're going to win? Are you even sure? Are you even sure of that? Yes, no? No. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Wow. All right. Let's let's then begin this lesson. Setting our year up for success. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you can be sure. You can be sure, you know, about winning, about being successful this year. All right? Okay. My first challenge to you is read your Bible daily. Uh-oh. That's my first challenge to you. Read your Bible daily, and I know you heard this a million times in your entire life. Every new year, we hear that. And we have the plan to read through the Bible. Right? But, but you see, the Bible is God's word. 
It has the word for your life every single day. How many of you here start your day reading the word? And what was your day? What was your day? Yeah. Well, for me, I experience when when I start my day in the Word of God and praying. You know, I have peace the whole day. No matter what, the tire is flat. There is traffic. You're late on your meeting on me. No matter what, I have peace and I have the joy. And I have the joy. That's my experience when I start my day with the Word of God. With the Word of God. No matter what um, circumstances I have on that day. You know, your, your child lied to you. You will even have that spirit of discernment when someone lied to you. Believe me, <coughs> believe me, right? So, first challenge is read your Bible daily. And this is what it says in Psalms 1, 1 and 2. Most of us know this verse. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor he stands in the path of sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. So this gives an idea of what a blessed life looks like. Right? So it says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, or he stands in the path of sinners. We don't go, we don't go where, where, where we think, you know, the acts are ungodly. We don't listen. We don't listen if the words, the, the words we don't like, it's foul to our ears, you know? So we don't give attention we don't give attention on lies. We don't give attention on what will not profit us spiritually. So that idea in verse 1 it is a blessed life. A blessed life. So uh, that's not enough. That's not enough, you know, to to not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Let's look at verse two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the law of the Lord. That is the word. What is the first challenge? Read your Bible every day. That is the word. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law, and in his law, he meditates day and night. 
of work. So it's not just that we remove ourselves from ungodly influence, but we delight in the word of the Lord and we meditate. It's kind of like, you know, you empty, you empty your mind with, with, with this concern, with this problem. But if you don't put something in there, you know, the word of God, especially, I have this habit, I have this habit that when I am worried of something else, you know what? Mentally, I take it out. You problem, you concern, you, you wrong thought, away. Get out. Amen. Get out. And then I replace it with God's word. Be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 6. Yes. Be anxious for nothing. Amen. But with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So why worry? Right? Why worry? So there you go. We, we remove that concern, but we have to replace it with God's word. With God's word. That's why it's important. Read your Bible every day. You know, uh, when I was in vacation, we are in this resort. And a lady came in. A lady came in and she's talking with, with her friend. I heard all the conversation. The husband has a mistress. The husband doesn't, doesn't send money anymore. And all these problems. And so I, I came and I, I just befriended them <laughs> because you cannot, you cannot get God's word and you know, like a hammer, uh, you, you throw it under throat. I befriended them and then, you know, um, she opened up. She thought, I, I'm not listening. I, did, I didn't overheard what, what uh, was her problem. So she opened up with me that easy. That easy, and I, uh, you know, people in the Philippines they call you mom. Yeah. They call you mom. Yeah. You know, mom, this is my problem, and da 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 da. Oh, so you have the problem since the first child, and you have seven children. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Why did you put yourself on that situation? <laughs> the first time he's already doing that. Okay, do, do you know Jesus? Do you know the word of God? Do you know that he loves you? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And what, 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 what did I do? I gave her the word. The word. If we don't read, God's word, what can we share to these people, you know, that God has sent our way? How can we help them? How can we help them? So that's another uh, thing.
thing that we need to read our Bible, our Bible daily. We have to learn this. The more we live by it, the more our life thrives and prospers and really be considered blessed even during bad times. Even during bad times. Yeah. So when we apply God's principles, it, our life is transformed. But remember, we cannot apply it randomly. We have that habit. We have that habit, you know, that um, uh, we, we, we take the word randomly. But you need to apply them daily. That is why it's called the bread of life. The bread of life because you need it daily. We need it daily. It's kind of like you can't live a day without brushing your teeth. I don't know if some people can do that. <laughs> so it says it, it says there meditate. How do we meditate? We think the word deeply. We focus our mind on it. How do I meditate? How do I meditate? When I read the word of God and it jumps in me. I write it. I write it, and then I read that again and again, again and again. You know, when there is some some situation, some situation in my life, and the Holy Spirit will just remind me of that word. How can the Holy Spirit remind you of the word if we did not read it? If we did not read it. So we have to read, to, to delight ourselves in it, to meditate on it. So James, author of Atomic Habits, says, where you spend your attention is where you spend your life. True? Yeah. So, many times, there's so much that is drawing our attention. All of us are guilty about being on our phone hours and hours and hours. You know? There's so much. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. And... Uh, all, all these things, you know, what what are the other things that, that take our attention? When someone calls in the phone and we are on, over the phone for hours and hours, right? Yeah. So, The problem is none of those is giving us life. We give our hours, we give our time, <coughs> we give our attention, our ears, you know, to these things. But it doesn't give us life. 
None of those is building up the spirit man. The challenge for us is to create a habit of bringing our attention daily to God's word. So to learn how to do life God's way, it's a pathway of living life truly in success. I'm sure we know that only God's way can bring us that success. So what God has for us is living by God's word, meditating on it, intentionally figuring out ways to apply it to our life. So it's one thing to read, to know, it's another thing to apply that in our life. Apply it in our life. So when I have that diagnosis, maybe I, I said it this many times, when I have that cancer diagnosis, I went to the Word of God and I searched His promises of healing. His promises of healing and I apply that in my life. I apply that in my life. You said, Lord Jesus, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. That's God's word on me. That is his word on me when I have when I have that diagnosis. We have to apply it in our life. You said, Lord Jesus, that by your stripes I have been healed. That's application. Continually, continually proclaiming. Continually claiming. Claiming his promise. Because he who promised is faithful. You know, he's not a man that he should lie. So, reading the Bible. A while ago, back, back there, we were, we were talking about reading plans. We should have plans. We should have plans on reading through the Bible the whole year. So we will be in the Word daily. Make it a part of your life. Challenge yourself. Make an appointment with God and keep it. Do this every single day because until you make it part of your regular schedule, you'll never see your life change. That's how powerful the Word of God is. You want change? Read your Bible daily. John Maxwell says it this way, the secret of your success is found in your daily routine. I know for some of us, we know the story, we get bored. We get bored. But when you seek the Holy Spirit to guide you in reading the Bible, you will not, you, you will not stop reading. You will not stop reading. 
Because you know, the word will speak to you. The word will speak to you. So when you get bored reading your Bible, get up. This is what I do. Get up. Exercise. Because most of us, when we read the Bible, we fall asleep. Right? Right? I heard someone, I can't sleep. And another one told, him, told that guy, Oh, go read your Bible, you will fall asleep. <laughs> and that's true. It happens to all of us. You go sleep. So when you get bored and you sleep during your devotion, get up. That's the enemy trying to sleep. Yeah. Wake yourself up. Exercise. Or some I some I heard, you know, they are on the Bible with their coffee. There are ways. There are ways that we can read our Bible, you know, without, without um, the enemy inter interfering. Interfering, yeah. yeah. So many are interruptions. You know, silent your phone when you're reading your Bible. When you read, and don't, don't cook. Don't cook. <laughs> Those are interruptions. It happens to me. That's why I know. Those are interruptions. And then oh, I'll be back with reading my Bible this afternoon. This afternoon you fall asleep or someone called and you are on the phone three hours. You know. So put away all put away all those um, interruptions, disruptions. Yeah. So Alright, so make his word part of your daily routine. Decide ahead of time. I'm going to be in God's word every day. You know, if you don't make plans, the enemy will, will make plans for you. Yes. Yeah. So, if we want change this year, we have to make plans. I'm going to be in the word of God every day. My habit is that, you know, um, because I have a group of, of, of Christian friends in the Philippines and our, uh, our, our habit every year is reading the whole New Testament in January. And mind you, that is seven to eight chapters a day. You can read the whole New Testament. The whole, uh, one in, in a month, in a month, and that's for for how many years? That's my habit. This year, I went to uh, a plan starting um, uh, in in Genesis, and this plan is reading three four chapters a day, and you will go throughout the Bible in a year. So that is what I am doing now. So I am not telling you to read your Bible every day and I will do it, and I'm not doing it, you know? So there will be no power coming up here. And, and this is to tell my, 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 my fellow 
sisters and brothers who are coming up here and teaching the word of God and you're not doing it. I'm telling you there is no power. There is no power when you stand up here teaching the word of God and you are not doing it. And you are not doing it. So that, that was my plan for this year. All right, so let us remember to put God first. Nothing will change in life until you change it in the spiritual world first. Put them in your routine. So again and again, tell yourself, I'm going to spend time in God's word every single day. Say it. I'm going to spend time in God's Word every single day. Every single day. You know, if that's your plan, I believe. If that's the, what you put in your heart, I believe the Holy Spirit will help you do it. The Holy Spirit. Okay, that's number one challenge for us, for a successful life this year. Number two. Remove church as optional. Uh-oh. It is so sad that this culture we live right now, you know, how many times people put different things first. Their, um, their priority is not the church. Even Christians. Even Christians. Right? Some of us, our priorities are work, and I know a friend who does that. If the boss calls her to work Sunday, all right, we're going out, come and take care of the children. So even Sunday, she goes to work, you know. So ever since I came in America and worked, the first thing I will tell my employer, I don't work on Sunday. I don't work on Sunday. And thank God, thank God they understood and I didn't work on Sunday. I, I, I give, even, even when we were in the Philippines, I got born again, I got born again, Sunday is for God. Sunday is for God. So, remove church as optional. So, the challenge for us now is, you know, we need to be in church when its door opens. When its door opens. So, so many, it's, it's not just uh, uh, Sunday. Sunday is so important. Sunday is so important, you know, it, it is the day the Lord set for us to come together, to come together and be reminded of what he has done for us, you know, and just to celebrate, celebrate, Jesus celebrate, right? So on Sunday, on Sunday, 
we give him the worship that he deserves. It's for him. It's not for our friend. I go to church because I have new clothes. That is what I know going to church when I am growing up. When I have a new clothes, I go to church. I go to church. That's what my mom, you know, uh, taught us. You know, or for some, I want to see my friends. For some, they have commodities that they want to sell. You know, and people at church. But you know what? We go to church. We, the, uh, there's a, a pastor friend came in here one time as guest speaker, and and he asked, "Why do you go to church? Why do you come here? Why do you come here? Right? For some of us, we don't know. Well, it's just to." Check <laughs> to check my 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 list. All right, Sunday I went to church, right? Or for some of us, it's a routine. Sunday I was taught to go to church, right? There's no life. Come on, people. There's no life when that is your purpose in coming to church. You are here to be disciple. To be disciple. To hear. To hear God's message through the pastor. That word, that word is for us. That word is for us. So we go, we come to church. We come to church to have life, to be disciple, to, to, to receive what God has for us. His word, his word that will change our life. To give him the worship, to celebrate, to celebrate. So, remove church as optional. Remove church as optional. So, it is necessary for us to be all that God called us to be. The Bible says, and this one is good. If I were you, I would take note. Psalm 92, 12 to 14. And it says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, talking about church, shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Oh my goodness, don't you like that? They shall be fresh and flourishing. Come on, guys. Scribble that on your notes. Fresh and Flourishing. Who doesn't want that? Even in their old age, they will still bear fruit. Bear fruit. Wow. Wow. 
So it's not talking about bearing more children in our old age. <laughs> it's not talking about that. So in our old age, we will still be effective for God. Amen. Effective for God in our sharing of the word. In, in even, you see, even in our ways of life, people will see, people will see your changed life if you are planted in the house of God. Agree? Amen. That's what we want for our life this year. You know, the more you are planted in the house of God, the fresh and green your faith will be. Can I tell you, you will no longer doubt. You will be in a situation and you are confident that you will win this. What does the Bible say? We are an overcomer. We are an overcomer. So, We bear fruit in our faith if we are planted in the house of God. All right, you have to understand this. If you are planted in the house of God. So you don't have the nutrients and the growth that can happen in your life when you're just doing things on your own. Come on people, we know this. We tried it. We tried it. When we are planted in the house of God and not doing it on our own. On our own. So I want to challenge you. Make it a habit this year to be in church. Church attendance is vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick person. I know this. I know this. Because I got so sick. I got so sick, DC and, and all these things. And I got, I got two bags of, you know, blood transfusion. So church attendance. It is not necessary that we live a life where church attendance for us is not optional. And the third one is this. Release the path. Release the path. You know? So 2023 might not have been the best year full of hurt, struggles, and hardship. Some devastating things happen in our lives, and we as a church, we can attest to this. You know? So, disappointment, some of us, monetary problems, some relationships problems, some, you know, children, children, but, you see, 
none of us is, is exempt of pain. So what we got to do is we get to learn the habit of releasing what is behind and moving on to what God has for us next. Right? So let's not walk in 2024 still wounded. For some, it may be an act of forgiveness. Forgiveness. How hard it is to forgive someone. Oh, sister, you do not know what they did to me. Did you know what they did to Jesus? And still, he forgave us. What is, what is his prayer? Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Right? So, you see, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Ask the Holy Spirit to help heal. Help heal. And, you know, releasing the past Meaning, don't dwell on it. Meaning, don't, don't be constantly speaking about it. You move forward. Move forward. This is our moment to close the door to the hurt. Walk through this year with the decision to move forward to what God has for you. If we will just imagine what God has done in our lives. He has done so much. The freedom that he paid for us. That all our sins are forgiven. Oh my goodness. If you can just imagine, you will be jumping here in the altar. Think of all the sins that we have committed. They are all forgiven. They are all forgiven. And as a result, as a result, we can praise him, thank him. We can be out here jumping, you know, or I see some people just, just walking, just walking, you know, because they understood how much they were forgiven. Rejoicing, you know, and the hope that he has given us for our future. The empowerment of, from his Holy Spirit. These, 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 these things that God has done for us. That God has done for us. So, will you still dwell to that hurt? To that hurt that you had? We can walk with so much confidence into this year. God has plans for us. The Bible put it this way. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Greed of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, 
along with every form of malice. It's like anything that's in your heart that's just you're angry about. Read of all these things. Then he says it this way. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Are we doing this? Forgiving each other. Just as Christ forgave you. Wow. Right? What a reminder for us. If we want to walk successful, winning this life, this year, read your Bible every day. Make it a part of your life. Remove church as optional. We are part of a local body. And release the past. Release the past. We cannot move forward holding on the past. I hope this message encourages us. I like pastor's uh, message last, last Sunday. Last Sunday, you know, um, operating on the supernatural, we can only do that if we are living the Word. If we are living the Word, right? So, why this repetition? I, I, I want to make a habit of repeating what I heard. The message of God for us. For us. Because you know what? It is so easy to be that seed planted on the wayside. Right? Planted on the wayside. The enemy, the devil, yes. come right away and steal it. Yes. I don't want to be that soil, yes. that heart this year. Mm -hmm. I want, I want that if God has a message, you know, especially Sunday, Sunday God has a message, you know, and, and through, uh, uh, and our pastor will give it to us, will give it to us. Don't let the enemy steal the word. Don't let the enemy steal the word, right? So if we wanna operate in the supernatural this year, especially you, even you who are not in the ministry, you know, pastor's message last Sunday says you've got to have love. You've got to have integrity. You've got to have humility. Right? All these things we can learn from God's word if we read the Bible daily. Read the Bible daily. So Heavenly Father, we worship you and we thank you for this night, O oh Lord God. We thank you for your message. O oh Lord, may our heart be attentive. Yes, Lord, as we heard last Sunday, give attention to God's word. Give attention to the word that, that God's servant delivered. Lord, we want our hearts 
our mind to give attention to your word, Lord God. We want to flourish, Lord. We want to be fresh and green, Lord God. And that we can only fulfill if we are planted in the house of the Lord. So, Father, let our hearts, Lord God, be, Lord God, um, pliable, Father. Let us have a teachable spirit, O Heavenly Father. Your words, O Lord God, that we will treasure in our hearts, O Heavenly Father, and we will not let the enemy steal your word from our hearts, because only your word can change us. Only your word and the power of the Holy Spirit will bring us victory in our life this year, O Father. So I thank you. I worship you. We bless your name. All glory belongs to you, O Lord God. And you are lifted up in this place. We thank you for all the things, O Lord God, that you will do, O Lord God, in our midst, Father. Healing in the name of Jesus. Provision in the name of Jesus. And, 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 and abundance abundance your abundance because you are the god of multiplication you are the god of multiplication and we speak oh lord god in this church in this church oh lord god that your bounty oh lord god will 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 be bestowed in this church oh father thank you thank you heavenly father for what you are doing in our midst we worship you. We give you back all the glory in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.